When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hi, it's former lightweight champion of the world, Anthony Crawley, and I just want to wish all the guys an happy first anniversary with the podcast. Great listen and... I look forward to being on soon sometime. See you later. All the best. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first anniversary of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Sean Basto, your host here as always and it's a special little episode just to celebrate the first year anniversary of the podcast and I'm going to be having some special guests on the show today. Just having a little five quick ten minute chat with some of the guys that have been on the podcast over the past 12 months. Really excited just to have a little short episode really just to celebrate the achievement because it is a massive achievement massive achievement to be able to do it for one year and get various guests on the show various different interviews on the show it's been a wonderful 12 months and i'm really looking forward to the next 12 months and the foreseeable welcome to beyond the ropes a boxing podcast brought to you by easily boxing repeat the place for the Northwest and boxing news. News, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso. Hello again to you, the podcast listener. Welcome to this one off. One special edition, the first year anniversary of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. I tell you what, it's been a fantastic year. When I first started the whole media game, I started off writing a few articles, as you know. And then the articles started to get really, really good reception on social media, which is where I was posting them on my own Easily Boxing Repeat page, which I'd set up back in July 2017. So it kind of sort of spurred me on to go out and start doing interviews with all the local fighters and then go to the local shows. And then I started to really think, actually, you know, I'm all right at this little, this little writing gig and this interviewing lark. And I'm actually not too bad. So 
you know, why can't I aim higher? Why can't I do something and achieve something? And I've always been a podcast listener for quite a few years now. And I just thought to myself, you know, well, I wouldn't mind doing a, a boxing podcast, you know, speaking to, to fighters and speaking to like-minded people like myself who just have a chat about boxing because I love listening to podcasts. And, you know, I've listened to all the great podcasts out there and all the well-known podcasts out there. So it just sort of came to my mind. I thought, you know what? What can I do that's different to what other people are doing around the Northwest in particular? And I thought, no one's doing a podcast. Nobody's actually doing a boxing podcast at the moment. So I thought, why not? And when they initially set it up, it was a case of me going around and interviewing the local fighters and having them on the podcast. And that's how it all started, really. I really enjoyed going and meeting the guys, having the interviews with them, having the chats with them about their careers, where they were, what they were doing, where they were going. You know, it was it was really good. And then as, as the first sort of 13, 14 episodes came about, it was kind of like, actually, I want to turn this into something that's on a regular basis, like a weekly episode, a episodic series where every week we'd speak about boxing, every week we'd speak about the results, the predictions, giving our thoughts on it, the news and gossip, and actually turn it into a proper show. And that, that's where it came from, and that's why it, it really started to progress. And then Cahill joined us earlier on this year and as the co-host, and you know he was able to get some great interviews, like the likes of Johnny Nelson and Callum Johnson and Anthony Fowler and Spike O'Sullivan. It was great to get all them guys on, you know, plus more. So it was great having Cahill on. You know, his knowledge of Irish boxing was fantastic, and unfortunately, he's not able to do it. He's so flat out with work at the moment that he's not able to do it with us anymore at the moment, which hopefully we'll be able to get him back on in the future. But it was great to have other people with the same like-mindedness of boxing as me on this on this podcast and getting them all on there has been you know an absolute achievement like I said at the top of the show it's an achievement because at the end of the day when you set out to do something like this you don't actually know how it's ever going to go down and then you know I don't really like the sound of my own voice nobody does you might not think that <laughs> you might not think oh and I'm always chatting all the time but it's it's a great experience and it's been a, a great year for me really per, from a personal perspective in in boxing and i've really met some fantastic people uh, and some really great people out there uh, don't get me wrong i've also met uh, one or two in particular people which well i'm not gonna hate on them but it, leave that to your imagination really there's people out there that just don't want to see you succeed and will do anything they can to, to stop you from doing that but I ain't gonna let that happen I'm always gonna rise above it I'm always gonna rise above hate as corny as that sounds so the podcast has been going really well and it's great that we've got a little fan base of listeners and don't get me wrong we're not like getting thousands and thousands of people every week I'm not gonna lie we, we don't but the people that do are a nice small loyal base of listeners that enjoy it enjoy what we do enjoy the structure of the show and they're starting to enjoy all the new and extra stuff that we're doing, which is why I set up the Patreon account, because I thought, yeah, I've got a little bit of sponsorship coming in, which financially helps to cover some of the website costs and, and other bits and bats, and has helped me buy equipment to do this in the first place. And, you know, big, big shout out to Chia Protein Bar and Denver Cooper, because he helped me get this set up by paying for the equipment, so I can, well, I'll be eternally grateful for him for, for doing that. But... The Patreon account for me was, was something that I'd seen on different podcasts and I thought, well, you know what? It'd be amazing if I got such a loyal base of uh, followers and listeners that 
I could give them something separate than what I'm giving to the general public. Some of that's more bespoke, some of that you know would be worth actually contributing to the cause for. And it's not just that. I, I personally have done it myself. I've become a patron of, of a, in particular, podcast called uh, Bald Movie, who do all different TV shows. And to American lads, they're, they're, they're great at what they do. And I thought, you know, if I can get the same level of support off people that listen to this podcast, then that'd be fantastic. I'd, I'd really, really be appreciative of it. So that Patreon account is still there. And obviously, you can head over to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can find the Patreon account and it's it's about 80p a month in UK money and if you're a US listener uh, it's about $1 a month, it's literally like going to the shop and buying a packet of crisp and, and it'd be once a month and for that, like I've said you know, there'll be extra episodes there ready for you to listen to, different topical subjects, different things different fights of the years gone by, special episodes, one-off episodes things that something's different you know not just what every other podcast does which is what most people do is just do the weekly opinions of shows around the country or around the world and i wanted to do something a little bit different which is why i set up the life and times of and which is why i'm setting up legendary nights which is a a bit of a sort of nod to hbo's legendary nights but it's our version of legendary nights it's always giving our opinion on fights and fights of you know historical significance so it's, it's progressed from just being, uh, you know, like interviews constantly to actually having people with valid opinions, uh, predictions, breakdowns, you know, all that type of stuff of, that people enjoy listening to. And me personally, I, I enjoy listening to it. I enjoy listening to, to, to other people's opinions. And I listen to all the other podcasts out there, all the big ones, all the ones that are well known. I listen to them not because I want to sit there and get tips off them. That's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it because I enjoy listening to people's opinions on boxing and what people have got to say about boxing and I'm supportive of, of what other people are doing. I'm not in it to, to be a competitor, although it'd be great to, to you know to be at the front of the pack, of course, but I'm not in it to be a competitor. I'm in it to enjoy what I do and I love what I do and I appreciate everybody that, that contributes and listens to the podcast. It's, it's amazing. So the plan for, for this episode really is to... I've got a few people I'm going to be speaking to throughout the course of the episode. I did initially record some audio with Kieran Farrell. And it was a great little interview for this episode. And I had that many windows open in Audacity to record it. And I ended up fucking closing it down by accident. And I've not been able to recover the audio. So I've had to do it again with him. I don't know if it's as good as the first one. But it's still a great little interview with him to talk about his progression because he was my first guest, him and Dylan Moran. Uh, I've not been able to get hold of Dylan Moran, but I've got Kieran back on. And, you know, he's done a lot of things in the last 12 months as a small hall promoter. And I've been a part of that practically every show. I think I've only missed one show because of my little Nissan Micro deciding it wanted to break down and my radiator going and having to pay out for that. I missed that one show. But other than that, I've been to every other show of his and, you know, I've enjoyed it. And he does his best to put on some of these great little shows and he's doing really well for himself and fair play to him. You know, if you don't know of Kieran, if you've not heard of Kieran Farrell, Google him, have a look at his story. You know, have a look at the vicious fighter that he was and, you know, his his career was cut short, unfortunately, due to an injury after fighting Anthony Crawler. And then the way he's turned from that life-threatening injury to turn himself into a promoter, to a manager, to a guy that's putting small hall shows on across the country. So it'd be great to, to, to get that little interview on with Kieran. Uh, we've got Hamed Zaman back on, who's going to be coming on shortly. 
and then just uh, a few messages actually from a few people that I've uh, I've spoke to and just said you know you've enjoyed being on the podcast you know would you want to leave us a little message and stick it in the show it'd be good to hear people's opinions and we do get a little bit of engagement on social media and it's nice to hear from people it, it was nice to, to get a little one today uh, just to say you know I really enjoy the podcast and great Wayne Copler give you a big shout out mate because you've been a fan since day one I really appreciate you supporting us and really appreciate you you listening and it was great to meet you at the Ultimate Boxer Tournament back in May it was great to have a chat with you and all them long drives that you've got to do I'm, I'm glad that we're able to actually give you a bit of decent listening and uh, thanks for following us and thanks for continuing to follow us uh, Paul Cuff I'm not too sure if he still follows us I've not really seen a lot uh, from him but Paul if you do still listen again appreciate all your comments you've been you know really great to give us some comments Mike Hills in America great thank you again you know really appreciate it. and i really appreciate everybody else that listens that might have not actually left us a review or spoke up about it but is always listening every single week and if you do please don't be shy please leave us reviews because it does help us it does make us you know become more well known across the country and gives us more opportunity for to get bigger profile fighters and because then they they know they're going to get more exposure on these shows so i think we've done pretty well considering there's that many podcasts out there it's a bit of a saturated market we're doing pretty well to be fair but yeah i just wanted to give you a bit of a flavor i know it's been like a 10 minute talk from me but you know it's great to to, to, to really engage with you guys and 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 let me tell you what i'm feeling and, and how things are going down and this is all this is all real this is me this is everything that you know i'm telling you that i get off my chest and i'm pouring it out to you all because i've really appreciated the support i've had and the love i've had over the past 12 months of doing this podcast so firstly uh first guest of the show today is a recent guest that we've had on he's been quite active he enjoys coming on this podcast he does contribute to a couple of others but he really enjoys coming on here and he's net he's always you know really appreciative of, of the opportunity to come on so hamed's a man coming back on the show thanks for coming on hamed how are you doing my friend Hello, Sean. How's it going? How are you, mate? It's been a while since we spoke. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm glad to get you back on because it's a special episode and I wanted to acknowledge the fact that there's certain people that have been a big part of it and over the past couple of months, Hamed, you know, for me, you've been a big part of it. You're always willing to come on and you're always willing to give your opinions and you've got some great in-depth analysis of certain fights and fighters and even different things that I don't even know, so I'm always learning all the time from different people which is great but uh, since you've come on um, well actually let's go back let's just rewind a little bit a few months ago that's when we started making contact with each other from through Twitter and you suggested oh well, I, w- I wouldn't mind coming on and what was it that attracted you to, to, to this particular podcast because I know there's loads out there that you listen yeah. to <laughs> okay I, I appreciate what you just said uh, I feel it's really it's an honour to be on the podcast in the past and right now i know i've been a bit uh, busy recently so i haven't been on as much but i like the fact that you've got other guests on there what attracted me i think it was just before the hey bellu fight i'm a big hey fan been following his career and i think i was just listening to various podcasts before that fight is the rematch i think in me so this is not too long ago when i probably heard your first podcast and i i was listening to that uh, your podcast and listening to your breakdown uh, i wasn't too sure where you were from i thought you're from liverpool like your accent i thought is probably a scouser liverpool but the things you're saying really attracted me like you were you were making good points about why you thought bellu was gonna win and i thought it was a really simple podcast like you fitted everything into an hour i listened to a very 
a lot of podcasts, but I I do uh, come across like uh, a couple that I do listen to regularly, and this was one I thought I really like the sound of this, and I hopefully will be listening to this uh, throughout the um, weeks and months coming because I I thought uh, this is a podcast that probably it does stuff that not many other British-based boxing podcasts do. They cover everything on a weekly basis, and they cover all all stuff from different angles, and it's not really a biased podcast. And, I think I heard you speaking about the what's it the Max Brannan, Jake Warden, <laughs> Spencer, <laughs> Spencer Oliver podcast. I had a bit of a laugh. I think I I agree with you. Like I I tried listening to a, a couple of minutes of that. I think it was about Eddie Hearn the interview. But that's your typical podcast where you know they're not really calling it down the middle. They just uh, talk about stuff uh, and they're giving views from just one side of the fence. So th- that's what really attracted me to your podcast. I, I really appreciate it when i was um, when i was uh, welcome to come on the podcast i, I did uh, make contact with first when i tried getting into writing but i've had trouble with uh, uh, with writing now getting back into it because i did write the article i think in february but i haven't really got back into it just due to lack of equipment and uh, it's just a couple of other stuff as well uh, uh, so i thought i'll try and get back into the podcast business i'm still on other podcasts as well but not not really not really on a regular basis this is probably the most uh, regular podcast i'm on and i think you're one of the best in the business if i'm being honest i really like listening to your views and it's an honor really to actually be on podcast no well it's a uh, really appreciated and really humbling to hear your thoughts about uh, about me personally I'm not one of them guys out there that likes to blow his own trumpet but then when I get the you know respect and appreciation from other people it's really nice and and, and and humbling to be honest I mean I'll give you an example of something separate from the podcast when I was at a show in Manchester a local show the uh, one of my friends had, had, had come to the show to watch the show and uh, he's one of me you know one of my greatest friends uh, longest time friends big shout out to him Ken Power uh, you know, he he listens to the podcast he supported me all the way from day one from everything I've been doing because me and him have always been big fans we've always watched the big fights together and been to the big fights together and he was dead excited and when he came to the show I said to him look you know what I should be able to get you backstage here I should be able to get you in the back and meet some of these uh, high profile our fighters and on that night at that particular show we had Anthony Crawler backstage Callum Johnson was backstage Liam Smith was backstage as well and I managed to get him backstage because obviously I've got a bit of sway with Kieran Farrell the promoter big shout out to Kieran and it was great for him to come and see that but one of the things that he took away from it at the end of the show when we got to the car park he said, oh, I'm going to go now he's going to go carry on having a drink and stuff I'd not had a drink I was driving so he said to me, you know what, Sean? I was like, yeah, go on, mate, what's up? So he goes, it's it's absolutely crazy to see like how much respect you get from people uh, in, in the industry, like guys like Crawler and Smith and Johnson, you know, they all just sort of give you so much respect. And I said... I said, really? And he's like, yeah. I said, can you not tell? And I was like, no. I said, you can just tell by the way they speak to you, the way they, they address you. I said, they just, they've got respect for you. I said, you know what? I never even saw it like that. So to get that appreciation from, from anybody in the industry, it doesn't matter if they're a fighter, a promoter, a trainer, uh, a writer, a podcaster, whoever it is, it's always appreciated. And obviously when I got you on this podcast, uh, you know, I'm always unsure because I don't really know everybody i'm speaking to sometimes unless i've actually met them it's always difficult to make a judgment on that so when you came on it was like 
this could be a risk for me. You know, I could get somebody on that's uh, that's that's rubbish. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know, there's pe- there's people out there that that think that you know think that the dog is bollocks, but they're not. And I thought to myself, this is a risk. I don't really know him. I've never really met him, but you know, he seems to know what he's talking about. So I'll give him I'll give him a go and let him come on and see how he gets on. And you know, obviously, I was I was taken aback by how much knowledge you've got and how much of an appreciation you've got for the sport and, and the fighters and the historical stuff that you knew about and I thought this guy's just got he knows what he's talking about he knows what he wants to talk about and he's a great person to have on and that's it this is this podcast is not about it's not, not about like uh, trying to be the best of the best of the best I'd love it to be that way but I'm not trying to do that I just want it to be an enjoyable experience for people like ourselves who are first and foremost fans of the sport and have always been fans of the sport and I wanted to make it an enjoyable experience and I'll, I'll allude back to that conversation on the last episode about the Pound for Pound podcast and you know these are guys that have got marquee names Spencer Oliver former fighter you know had an injury couldn't continue his career and Jake Wood uh, an award winning actor from EastEnders you know they've used a platform that they had to create something but it doesn't necessarily mean they're good at what they do. It just means that they've got they're always going to have a high profile and, and more opportunity to get more people to listen to because of who they are. So it, it does frustrate me a little bit when they do little things like they've decided to do because they, they they've got this platform and for me they're abusing it a little bit. Whereas there's real real people out there with real opinions and, and valid opinions, like I consider myself to have that, and other people in the industry that do this. And, and you're one of them guys and it's, it's been really great to have you on but I just wanted to say then Hamid um, since you've been on what's been probably uh, one of the high points for you of, of being on is there a particular episode or a particular uh, fight or fighter that we spoke about which you've just thought you know what I really enjoyed that uh I think um, it's been a lot of memories, so I, I couldn't really pin down one or two. I think a f- a first thing first, being on the podcast was probably one of the best moments because I've been on various other podcasts, I've called on other podcasts, I've been part of about two or three. This is by far, I think, the most professional and best podcast I've been on. I think uh, you as the co-host, or host, uh, I think by far the most knowledgeable probably guy that I've interacted with. I've been on other podcasts. Uh, I really, uh, going back to what you said, I really had the same sense from myself. Like I took a risk when I think it was last August or September, I called into a podcast. It was like more of a debate podcast. Yeah. I thought, you know, I don't know some of these guys, but I really want to talk boxing because it was at a time when a lot of my other siblings and a lot of my other mates were losing interest in boxing with the whole McGregor Mayweather and Mayweather Pacquiao situation and the whole Kovalev Ward decision. A lot of people were just losing. So I, I found it difficult to talk boxing with people and I just started to interact with a lot more people on Twitter. So when I took a risk on that debate uh, podcast, we were kind of debating with various people. I was talking with various people and after a while I, I did get a lot of criti- uh, criticism from some people, but I got a lot of uh, like uh, respect and people wanted to hear my views and that's when I kind of uh, did uh, appreciate that but kind of thought you know what I could I could try and talk a bit more boxing with people because a lot of people like what they hear but going back to your point I, I think one of the probably my favorite moments was the Canelo Golovkin uh, like that fight I've never really been buzzed so so much for that rematch for a while and then the fight lived up to the hype uh, I don't think it was as good as a fight to say Joshua and Klitschko but that was a while back 
this year, I think that's been probably one of my favorite fights. How good that fight was, and the fact that we went back and forth on who we thought was gonna win. Yeah. And the fact that I actually predicted the right result. I don't know if I told you in both both those fights. So I thought it was kind of. Uh, I don't really like making predictions, but when I do, and I got called out on a lot of times on the Canelo Golovkin rematch, not by you, by other people, and it's kind of vindication. Even though I scored the fight, I think a draw live, I could make an argument for seven five either way. But I, I thought it kind of felt a bit good the fact that I predicted it right. But it just before the fight, not the actual fight, before the fight, on how much buzz it was, I, I, I've never been so much uh, hyped and so much up for a fight for a while and it was really that week was kind of crazy i was talking so much with other people about boxing and about that fight and i was t- uh tweeting a lot about that fight i was breaking it down and people are seeing your analysis was really good and i actually uh, got a spot on i did say golovkin will probably look old in this fight and this fight will probably be the first time that he's backed up for majority of the fight which canelo did and I really enjoyed your take. I thought a lot of people were going with what you were saying that Golovkin was the favorite, and I kind of did want Golovkin to win. As being a fan of both guys, but that was probably one of the highlights. But apart from that, there's been other highlights. Like I think go- coming on it the first time, and I think just listening to you has always been an honor. Hi, it's Lee Combat Clayton here, and I just want to wish to be on the Ropes Boxing Podcast team happy one year anniversary. Here's to many more. You were talking to me a little bit before we started recording the the episode or, or your section of this episode, and you said to me, like, "Oh, what, what I've got, you know, what ideas have you got? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that?" And I said, "You know what? Let's save it and discuss it on, on our little chat and 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 speak about what yeah. what we think's the best thing to do going forward." I mean, maybe this is we should be speaking about off the air but I've got no problem with speaking about it on the air because it's it's good to talk about future things and, and this is a good forum to do it in and you, you mentioned a couple of ideas and, and obviously I brought a few little ideas to the table as I was saying to the listeners earlier about not just making it about the same thing all the time about just a weekly episode because everybody does a weekly episode every man and his dog does a weekly episode yeah. uh, a man sat in his shed recording an episode could do a weekly episode but I wanted to make it different by doing the interviews with former fighters uh, and then we're starting the, the the legendary nights sequence soon as well so that's going to be good but hamed quickly tell me what else did you have in mind what else did you want to yeah, see out of this so, so briefly i think uh i seen you commentated on last week's fight and i was just thinking like because you built up the eat sleep box and repeat platform like it's become so big now and i know beyond the ropes is a weekly podcast but going forward with eat sleep box and repeat is it something like have you thought about ideas of like i know you're commentating at the moment like maybe showing fights live on youtube i don't know maybe even being small old show because if you're commentating would that would that give you like any uh, possibility or, or chance of maybe broadcasting fights live on your channel because I mean if you are commentating it is your channel as well and if you were to find out about stuff like that w- would you find find that out in the near future or is that something that may take longer so like would you be able to find out about if you could show fights live or if you could go down that direction like it's the boxing repeat becoming maybe a bigger platform than it is at the moment yeah it's a possibility i, I think the, the commentary gig is is fantastic i love doing it i never thought I'd, in a million years i'd be able to sit there and commentate on a fight and actually be knowledgeable doing it and be able to put across a, a great portrayal of a fight and a story of a fight and, and i'm glad that people 
have have received it really well and you know it brings in more offers of people wanting me to do it and that's appreciated and 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 also humbling but in terms of live fights it's other people do it there is other companies out there that do it i'll give a big i'll I'll give a big big shout out to uh, another local one another northwest one who's been around since 2009 which is british boxers uh, aki kareem and chris mailer aki kareem was one of the guys when i first started the whole eat sleep boxing repeat thing up he was one of the guys that I went to for a bit of advice because I seen how well he was doing and I thought wow this guy's doing really well and, and you know he looks the part he sounds the part uh, they seem to be doing a lot of stuff they're even recording shows and putting them on the YouTube channel and obviously I've always thought about that but with British boxers they they I don't know the ins and outs of how they do it but they, I'm pretty sure they have some sort of financial backing which assists them to be able to actually have the fights recorded now I've got the equipment which I believe is sufficient to actually record fights at small hall shows so it's a possibility that that's something i could look into you know in the future for some of these small hall shows that don't have that facility that are not already being covered by say british boxers i might have to go a little bit further afield because um (laughs) they're already covering a lot of ground as it is but fair play you know they've always been dead respectful and they've always been dead respectful of them and they've always been great with me in terms of I go to a show that they're you know recording and they don't sit there and go oh you're not allowed to do interviews at this show because we're doing interviews at this show and I'll be honest with you Hamed I've been to other shows and I've come up against that problem of being told that I'm not allowed to do do interviews at the shows which is a bit silly really considering it's all about getting the exposure for the fighters and stuff and British Box have been been good like that they've you know they've been said yeah yeah go and do it that's great yeah yeah go and do what you're doing because they know they've got their own thing they're working on their own stuff and for like I'd love to do that to, to answer the question I'd love to be able to do that and have somebody to be able to film it and I'll commentate on it and we you know we produce the whole package and I think that's definitely something that would be for me a long long-term achievement a long-term goal so to speak and it's it's being able to get the the support and backing from big companies now we're we're easily boxing repeat sponsored by steroplast uh ko tape uh that's their product and that's their brand uh, of the tape which goes on the the hand wraps and the, the support it provides to the fighters when they're in the ring they're they're sponsoring what we do and they they help cover the costs of running things like the podcast and the website and that's been really 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 appreciated and just a little shout out for them obviously against their website kotape.co.uk i gotta let make sure i get that in because they they do provide a little bit of financial support to to do that if i could get a major backing of uh, a big company you know then then i think for me it would give me the the ideas I've always had uh, are never going to go away and these big things that you suggested can happen it's just about being able to, to, to put myself out there and put this all out there enough to get somebody involved that would really really want to get involved in this and it's a bit of a selfless deed to be honest with you because if as a company you're wanting to get some sort of advertising out of it and be able to get people to come to you through this platform so it's about finding a company that would want to use my platform that i've created and this podcast that i've created to be able to advertise their company in the right way enough for them to provide me with enough financial backing to to do to do what you suggested and you know if anybody listens to this that works for a company of that nature then please you know hit me up uh, on facebook you can find me at sean basto on twitter at sean basto espr or you can message one of the platforms 
easy enough and I'm more than happy to sit there and ch- have a chat and talk about future plans and negotiations and, and see where we can take it because a, a lot of what boxing involves is, as you've seen yourself, Ahmed, sponsorships. Sponsorships is a big part of, of boxers, boxing and boxers and fighters and promoters and even managers. They they all get promoted. They all get sponsored by certain companies. Kieran Farrell, I always go back to Kieran because I know he's sponsored by Mawson International, which is a huge worldwide company that are based here in the Northwest. And without them, he wouldn't have been able to get his platform off the ground, his promotional company off the ground. So it's about having people like that involved in it. And, and hopefully one day, you know, that'll, that'll come and we'll be able to turn this podcast, like I've always said, from a great one into like one of the leading ones, which would be an amazing dream of mine and something that I don't see uh, as unachievable but it just takes time so I hope I've kind of answered it in in a way there Hamed I hope I've answered that question but did you have any other thoughts uh, about where where this podcast should go? Cruiserweight Jack Massey here I'd just like to wish the lads at Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast a happy one year anniversary keep it up lads you're doing a great job I agree with what you were saying. I think anything is possible. Would you uh, would you agree with me that you've come a, 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 like a much much uh, longer way than you probably envisaged? Like say when you started this off, has it become a lot bigger than you first thought? When you first thought out uh, about doing the podcast, has has it kind of uh, like done more than you expected? Yes. Uh, I was saying uh, to the listeners before you came on, before I got you on the phone, that I started off just the writing, doing the writing. I never envisaged from just writing a few articles that I'd ever turn it into something which is effectively classed as near enough a business just without the, the full backing. And I'd, I'd initially, no, I didn't. And to be honest with you, uh, I sat down when I first started doing it and my wife said to me, she said, you know, I don't want you to get your hopes up too much because I don't want you to be disappointed if it doesn't work out for you. <laughs> oh, how wrong she was. And I, I do always remind her of that from time to time because she's seen how successful it has become. And, you know, the, she's been to a couple of the shows with me in the back as well. And she's seen how much people sort of have taken to me as a person because I just get on with anybody. And she's she's appreciating that. She doesn't appreciate the fact that I'm uh, I'm always busy and I'm coming home from my full-time job and I'm having to do boxing things and I'm having to go to shows at weekend. She doesn't always appreciate that, to be fair to her, but she's very supportive and I can only uh, thank her for that. And I'm going to play it to her. I'm going to play this little bit of the segment to her because I think she needs to hear it to understand that, you know, I do I do speak very highly of what, what she does for our family and the support she gives to me and, and our kids because if without that, I don't think I'd be able to achieve what I'm achieving so far. So, yeah, I... I don't think he envisaged where it is, but I think with the the, the you know the the plans that I've had for it and the different content and the different ideas that we've all come up with, I think that's what's making it better. Like you said, it's different; it's not the same, and that's how I've liked that's how I like it to come across. I want people to think that. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm hoping we can continue over the next twelve months to to, to to smash it even more. I mean, I was saying, Hamed, at the top of the show that. You know, we don't have like this huge fan base of like thousands and thousands of listeners every week and thousands of downloads every week. You know, we don't have that. We have a a good, small, loyal fan base um, of of a couple of a couple of hundred people. I'll say, I'm not going to give you exact figures, but I'm definitely going to say between the region of about two to five hundred people that do listen to this podcast on a weekly basis and. 
that for me is a huge achievement knowing that whilst we sit here chatting and talking the ears off people where they're well they're probably sat on the bus or in work or even on the toilet <laughs> you know we're, we're, we're giving them some sort of satisfaction about boxing and it's, it's it's humbling to think that people sit there and listen to our opinions and I'll always be truly grateful no matter what else I do in life I'll, I'll always be yeah. truly grateful for the opportunity and the fact that there's people out there like us as like-minded as us that, that enjoy it yeah, that, that's uh, that was really interesting. I mean, it's, it's very true what you said. That is, it just shows. I mean, we all have like uh, lives outside uh, of our passions, and the, the one of the main reasons why you probably have come so far is because of your passion. I mean, you don't you don't do it for the money or stuff like that. You no. do it because of the love of the sport. And I had the same. Uh, same feeling when I was trying to get into writing I had a couple of setbacks and I got into podcasting uh, after but I was even saying when I was trying to get into writing I wrote to one or two articles uh, the reason I want to do it is just for the love of the sport because I mean you talk about it so much I mean there's days when myself uh, I could have done overtime on Saturday nights uh, I think it was last year maybe about four or five months ago but I just decided to stay in because there were some big fights I really wanted to watch on a Saturday night and I that was, that just shows the passion. I mean, it's it's something that money can't buy. It's just the love of the sport. That no matter how much you know, they don't. Uh, how much you don't get paid or paid. Uh, I just watch certain fights or talk about certain fights just for the love of the sport. Like uh, I don't. I don't get paid to. I don't get paid for certain fights uh, to watch or talk about. I just do it because I love it. And I think I sense the same with you. And I think it's a, a lot of passion. And uh, I think passion gets people like you very far. And it's probably the main reason why this has become so successful. Because I could just, uh, when I was talking to you the first time, I could just sense that this is someone who really loves the sport of boxing. And he's someone who looks like he's putting the time and work. And it looks like he's paid off. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, Ahmed, I don't want to keep us rolling too much longer because it'll end up being a two-hour episode. A short episode that turns into a two-hour episode. So <laughs> no, that's okay. that, was, that was the last thing I had to say. I think it's been an honour to go, come back here and hopefully I'll be back in the near future. Yes, Ahmed. Well, I'll tell you what, Ahmed, it's been great to have you on. Thank you very much. And obviously we'll, we'll get you back uh, in the next couple of weeks for one of the next episodes. So thank you for that. What's up, guys? Cody Davis here from Wales. Just want to wish the guys from Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast a happy first anniversary. Keep it going, lads. So next up on the episode, we've got Kieran Farrell. Uh, I managed to re-record this little interview with him uh, just a short while ago. So I've got Kieran back on to talk about what life has been like over the past 12 months as a promoter, a manager, a trainer, uh, where we, where he's been, where he's going, and, and really just a bit of a parallel to what I've been doing and, and how we've sort of progressed along the line together and worked together on a lot of his shows. So here it is, a little interview with Kieran Farrell, one of the day ones. Uh, really appreciate, obviously, the opportunities he's given me in the past and again Kieran thanks very much for for coming on and doing it for us so I'm glad to say I've got Kieran Farrell back on the phone uh, day one Kieran it's great to get you back on you were the first guest on the podcast how is it going yeah mate it's going really well you know um, like I say uh, a lot of busy uh, and um, mate it's, it's been really busy and you know we're doing well you know we had that show last week uh, that was the best, the, the biggest success I've had out of all the promoting I've done up to now so yeah we're flying 
You you know what? It's been a big part of uh, what I've done throughout the year, and, and obviously I've come to quite a few of the shows. I, I was saying earlier on on the podcast episode that I've only actually missed the one show because of my Micra's fucking radiator, uh, dis, dis, you know, going down on me, and I missed that one, and I was gutted about that, but I've, you know, I kind of made up for it by, like, going to the one at the Macron last weekend, and obviously how amazing that turned out to be for uh, a supposed small hall show, Do you know, it was, it was really, really yeah. good, and I wanted to get you back on because obviously you're the first person that got on, and things were different 12 months ago and it's really yeah, just, it's 100%, just 100% it's just, like I say Sean I think uh, you know like well, last year I was more like my first proper real year as a promoter you know I'd done uh, 10 shows um, and, and you know I'd made money on a few but I lost a lot more money on, on the rest of them but then uh, this year after a meeting with Jed Mason at the start of the year uh, uh, he's put me, put, put me in the right uh, right place where I should be and and, and told me how to do it and you know I'd like to say I can't thank him enough for the advice really you know and uh, all his help with the sponsorship and everything like that and um, like I say it, it just helped me you know turn into who, who I'm turning into because I couldn't do anything without it without, without Jed's help so you know massive massive shout out to Jed and uh, like I say again uh, Sean you know, I've been a massive part of it and so has each sleep boxing repeat um it's been like you say, ninety nine percent of the show is just the one show what you couldn't make. But you know what? It is it, like to say, uh, uh, I couldn't do half the stuff what I would do, what I've been doing with the shows and that without your help. Uh, I mean, obviously we had the commentary last week, and it just shows it goes to show you how, how, how much we have come on since the very first start. Yeah, no, absolutely, totally agree. And the gym is is a, a different scene from what it was twelve months ago. You had a few fighters in there, a few pros, and now it feels like you've got like what is it? Something like is it about twenty, twenty five pros you've got in there? Now it's quite a lot, isn't it? It's, tw- it's about it's about eighteen to twenty pros that we have. But um, I don't know. Like I say, I, I mean, I've got seven or eight lads who fight on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, I, I'm not. Uh, it's one of them. Uh, I'm. Uh, What's the word? Uh, <laughs> my mum might sort of guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, people either love me or hate me, you know what I mean? And uh, I mean, there's nothing there's no in between, but you know what? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, and, and, you know, one one thing what I will say is that there's not one lad who I manage who won't tell you that I don't give 100%, you know what I mean? I give 100% into every, every, every lad I manage, you know what I mean? Uh, like I say, mate, um, um, so like, it's like I've got John Dringer signed him in January, you know, what, what no one's heard about him yet. Because he was meant to have his debut in May, then he was meant to have his debut in June, then he was meant to have his debut in July, and it just kept getting put off because he, he, he's like his medicals aren't all sorted yet. So until that's sorted, uh, he won't be fighting. But look, uh, I, I put hundred percent into every fight. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, it's like talking to some of me to say about that. So. The Karen Farrell experience is an experience in itself, mate. You know, <laughs> it's changed so much over the past twelve months. To like the guys you've had in the gym, you know, like you say, you got Sam Amidi in there now. Who's, you know, he's picking up wins here and there on the road. Unexpected wins. He picked one up on Saturday, just gone as well against, uh, you know, Safe Chima, who, you know, he was a guy who, who is touted to be a, a prospect going forward, and he picked up a win there. And it's, it's great to see that you've got a good mixture of guys that you know are really pushing on to try and do something. You had two. T- yeah. two central area title fights on that show on Saturday and it just goes to show you how far you have come on from a show that say only had four fights five fights on it this time last year to a, a show that had ten fights on it this year and you know what the ten fights were so quality fights as well it's like I say even going back to Ben Thomas' debut you know uh, Ben Thomas' debut I, mean, I can't, can't get out of my head mate it's just fucking un- 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 unbelievable mate you know uh, like I say uh, 
for 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 a debut, and he went in with an unbeaten fight. Obviously, the guy was one and all. He had his first fight, first win by knockout, and Ben didn't hesitate to get in with him, and he got in with him, and you know uh, he shown that he should be in that class. You know what I mean? And he was there, and he mixed it, and he won it. He, he had a shaky start, he won the second, third, and the fourth round, but twelve seconds before the end of the fourth round. That's all she wrote, you know what I mean? And, and you know, it's boxing feel. And Lee Clayton was a similar one. You know, Lee had a shaky start again. Um, it just uh, getting accustomed to the power of Craig Derbyshire. And then when he got accustomed to it, it was on the ball of it all. But, mate, you take your eye off the ball for a second and, and, and that's 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 what happens. Um, you, you, you get caught and you get done in. And, and that's what happened to Lee, you know. And we spoke about it today, actually. When we spoke about it today, we were him and George about their defeats and I just um, I don't feel like they need rebuilding anymore I don't think like oh yeah they need to rebuild this big this big loss what they've had I think like they're up there mixing it at that level now so let's stay there and mix it at that level so we're talking about future fights like we're only talking about guys who are winning records you know what I mean we're not talking about and my guys are selling their tickets and then the guys who come to fight are selling their tickets because they have their own fan bases they're ticket sellers in their own right from other areas and they're coming up to our area so it, 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 it's what you get a quality show from by putting 50-50 fights together um, I don't want I don't want lopsided fights I want I want a proper obviously when my shows and everything like that I want good good shows and the lads like I say what, if I retired promoting tomorrow I'd be happy with that show you know what I mean I'll be, I'll be yeah. talking about that in 10 years time remember when we went to the macro from rolling the dice what a show it was, you know what I mean? That's it, and, and obviously it's, it's like you say, you've come on leaps and bounds and, and the show, it spoke for itself and uh, I've said it in commentary on Saturday night that that same venue was the same venue that held the British heavyweight title fight not a few months earlier and there was nowhere near as many ticket supporters for, for the fighters that were on the show <laughs> and there was on Saturday night, it was absolutely backed. I mean, there were people that couldn't even get a seat. I mean, it was all table service and table seats, but there were people stood at the back around the edges, around the outside, couldn't even get a seat, you know. They, they were happy standing and watching, but they, you know they loved it. Every, everyone got involved. You know, you know what, Sean. I'm glad you said that on your podcast because I hope every viewer who uh, listens to this knows that that show was another level. It wasn't just a small law show with like uh, Prospect versus Journeyman. It was a, a it was a big small show. It was rammed. Um, it, there was 1,300 people in there. Um, there was a uh, 50-50 fights. There was a top atmosphere. And you're giving it more credit than the Boxing News are giving it. So the Boxing News, the, the lad who was working the Boxing News on that night, uh, I never really get a good write-up off him anyway, but then I just read, I, I couldn't wait to see what he said. He gave me a three-star atmosphere, and in my book that was a five-star atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Three-star three main event, like, there were two quality shows on a small show, what you don't get, you don't get them fights in the small shows, but I've, I've given them to you. So that should have been a five star. Then the whole show in it, the whole show, we give three stars. The whole show should have been fucking ten stars out of five because <laughs> it was that good. Yeah, it was. And that's not me talking it up. It's just me going off what everyone else said to me. And then second, he's put a decent crowd at the Bolton White's Hotel. You what? A decent crowd? You're more than you if you're fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, exactly. Oh, this is what I'm saying, Sean. You have your critics and my mate, uh, some people like me, uh, yourself, Sean, you like me, but 
There's some people who don't, and you know, I don't get no credit from people who, who should get credit as well. It's funny. But, it's, okay. it's funny you say that, Kieran, because during it earlier on during the podcast, I was saying about myself, and you know, I've, I've I've not really come up against many adversities doing what I'm doing. I've come up against one or two, but you know, you're gonna come up against people and and, and people like that that are gonna try and put you down. But it's about how you move forward. Uh, it's about how you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But you know, like from a national local boxing magazine, who are at every show, like the boxing news, they should be promoting the small shows. They want boxing in the future. They should be promoting them smaller shows, and certainly not by saying there was a decent crowd on the white shows. Tell us, like, right, so like, right. that's good, isn't it? You know what I mean? So whatever. Anyway, you know. I think I think the pictures uh, spoke a thousand words on on Saturday, and there was plenty of pictures uh, that were taken, yeah. and plenty of little videos that were taken, and I think that speaks for itself. But moving forward, really, finally, uh, I want to speak about the next twelve months. Are we going for rolling the dice, part two and three? <laughs> yes, you know it, Sean. I'm telling you, mate. I can't wait. I, mate, I'm already. I look at. I was. I was the day after the show, mate. I was like, I'd be stupid not to come back here. So I am waiting for a date off the 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 Bolton White Hotel, uh, the the the, the Macron Stadium. I'm waiting for a date. Um, they've given me a date today, but you know, I need to speak to my missus about it and see whether it's um, a doable date or not. Um, you know, with the football fixtures and stuff, I'll check everything out. You know what I mean? And, uh, well, I'll give it plenty of time, Sean. I don't want to just keep... Obviously, the, the resources are the people who come and watch and, you know, if they, if they just do, couldn't come out and, and pay their hard earned to come and watch, then we couldn't have them shows and then we couldn't have that many people in there and it wouldn't be as good. But um, give it, uh, everyone a little bit of a rest period before I start ramming it down people's throats about rolling <laughs> the dice too. But yeah, yeah, mate, it's 100% happening. And um, the 50-50 fights, mate, they're happening as well. You know, I'm telling you that, you know, the, the, the fights are just getting better each time, you know. And that, to be honest with you, Kieran, that's one thing I've always uh, respected out of you. And uh, this is not me trying to suck ass. This is me being honest and saying I've seen so many promoters across the country who will uh, build up their fighters to you know to a certain level by putting them in prospect versus journeyman fights. And nine times out of ten, you know what you're going to get out of it. But you know, you go to a show like that, and you go to some of the, the other shows you've done, and there's a lot more fifty-fifty fights, and some of your guys lose. And you know, and the thing is, you're not afraid to put them in that situation either because you. Can give them the benefit of the doubt and you you obviously have faith in your guys that they can do it and this is the thing Sean this is why my stable is not as big as other people's I mean they've built theirs for a long time you know what I mean but mine will never be like that because there won't be that many lads who want to fight you know what I'm telling you mate you know what I mean it's not like I'm putting them in stupid fights put them in fights what I think they'll win you know what I mean and they've got to be on the ball to win the fights you know what I mean uh, you know I'm not taking no credit away from Lee or George and their fight there what they had but they was fights what we all believed they'd win. If they put it right, they have to put it right on the night. And, uh, you know, we do all the training, we work hard, and we, mate, I can't get them the best, any better sparring. They want to spar world champions and stuff like that, you know, uh, week in, week out. And, you know, the training second to none. And um, to get pad work, to do the running, you know, we're on the ball with it all. But then, like I say, um, uh, they've got to do the, they put the final touches together. And, and that, that's more about them, what they've got to do in that. And like I say, Sean, look, you know, my stable, it is growing slowly, but, um, you know, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, I'm never going to have 70 or 80 fighters because, I, I'll be honest, mate, I don't want, I, I, I can't manage 70 or 80 fighters. Um, how the fuck can anyone manage 70 or 80 fighters? You know what I mean? Um, it's stupid. 
No. Well, Kieran, it's the first year anniversary of the podcast, and it was great to get you on for uh, the first year because obviously it's been, you know I can't believe it's been a year since we sat upstairs in your gym, me and you and Dylan Dylan Moore, and just chatting about where we were going to go and what the shows are going to be like. And a year later, it just seems to be getting bigger uh, well, and look, better. Look at it. Look at this, all Sean. Again, my shows have gone massive. Your your your, your podcast is massive, mate, and. Look, uh, we're all moving forward. It's all positive. It's all, all positive vibes only, mate. I'm telling you, positive vibes only. <laughs> there's only there's only positive vibes in this one, mate. Only positive vibes. Good man, good man. So there you go, Kieran Farrell, giving it as honest, real talk, straight down the middle as possible. He says people don't always like him, and people do like him, and. He's probably right to be read. There's probably people out there that see a side of him and think, oh, I don't like this guy and his attitude towards things. But for me, he's probably one of the most honest and realist promoters out there. Yeah, you know, He tells it how it is. He doesn't bullshit you. Uh, he doesn't talk crap about anybody. He, you know, if he's got a problem with him, he'll just tell him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's what I love about the guy. He just doesn't give a shit. And he's doing a great job, and I can't fault him. And he's been a part of this journey with Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat, and I've really appreciated, as I said earlier, the opportunities. And this isn't a, a platform for me to lick ass because I'm, I'm not about that. I'm not about licking ass. I'm just giving appreciation to people that have helped me out in certain ways along the way to where we are today. And I really appreciate Kieran doing what he's done, and obviously not forgetting Nathan, his brother, who. You know, he's also been a big part of E-Sleep Boxing Repeat and the banters we've had over the past two months. Really appreciate the guys and all the fighters coming out of that gym. So thanks very much for that, guys. Simon Mann here, massive fan of the podcast, occasional contributor. He's taught me a little bit about boxing in the last year, but every single thing I know about Bum Rush. Good old Simon Mann there giving us a great quote about how he feels about this podcast and reminded me of that one occasion where I decided to start making words up known as Bum Rush. I should have really tried to find the actual audio from that episode and stuck it in to, to, to be fair but <laughs> that little message that he sent over was great and it made me chuckle when I heard it. It was a nice one Simon. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that incident in uh, the podcast earlier on this year. So we, we're sort of coming to a close now. We're 50 minutes in, the 50 minute mark and I think I've done enough talking about my journey uh, having people on and I hope you've enjoyed listening to the little messages and for me personally uh, it's been fantastic to get them from the guys out there and some of the guys I've been on this podcast before I've really appreciated the fact that they've took the time out to record it and obviously send it to me and put it in and you know it just goes to show you that there's guys out there that really appreciate the podcast and listening to it and it it makes me determined to, to make it even better and determined to keep providing high quality content as best as I can give you with the resources I've got and as, as many different topical subjects about boxing as possible. It was really, really great to, to hear all them comments from different people and really great to hear what Kieran was saying a little bit earlier and you know, really, really nice words from a lot of people in this episode and I'm starting to feel like it's uh, the Sean Bastow Beyond the Rocks Boxing Podcast show but I wanted to do a one-year anniversary and I thought, how, how best am I going to do this? I'm thinking, maybe just like me talk about the journey I've had, where it's led me to, the you know, highlights. So I think I'll give my highlights for the year. I think my highlights for the year have been being able to get some of the high-profile quality fighters on that. Cahill, 
has been able to get and myself you know we have, we've had guys like Johnny Nelson on the show we've had guys like Anthony Fowler we've had John Murray obviously we've had people like Cody Davis who you've heard uh, Jack Massey you know unbeaten cruiserweight looking for a fight with a coli at this point there's so many great games that we've had on and it's only going to continue to get bigger and better and you've heard some of the other stuff that we do the life and times of you know James Bond Crusher Smith Barry Jones, Angel Manfredi, I would have never have thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever be able to get people like that. And even even sitting chatting to them for half an hour, 40 minutes is just an honour. And I'm going to continue to keep pushing high, keep reaching for the stars and, and hopefully bringing you bigger and better stars from years gone by and in current times as well. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to give you all the handles as usual of where to find us. So on Twitter, it's at BTR Boxing Pod. And on Facebook, it's Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. The Podbean website is www.beyondtheropesboxingpodcast.podbean.com. Please go on and subscribe or follow. If you don't use Podbean and you use iTunes, follow and subscribe on there and leave us a rating. If you don't use any of them, either could be Player FM or Stitcher or even Spotify, go on and leave us that review. It's really important for us because it just goes to show other people that might be looking at this podcast and thinking, you know what, should I listen to this? Let me have a look at the reviews. That's what a lot of people do, especially when you go on and look at, say, products on Argos, <laughs> something like that. You look at the reviews first to see if it's something that's worth doing. When you download an app from the App Store, you look at the reviews first to see whether it's worth it before you make your decision. So just take a little moment out of your time to whichever platform you listen to this podcast on. If it's on YouTube, leave a comment. Please just leave a review and a rating. Subscribe to it. Share it around social media. Bring the power of social media and let's get it all out there. And again, I can't thank everybody enough for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate all the time that you've put into listening to it and the time you've spent downloading or your time you've spent you know, giving your feedback to, to different people or spreading the word. I appreciate it. And I thought I'd just leave... Uh, a little bit of a final note of the podcast with uh, with Wayne Copler, who sent me this little message over earlier on today, and it was great to hear from him, and I'm going to play this little message. But again, thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Join us for the next episode of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate you all. Been listening from day one. Fantastic podcast. Up. there's many more to come in the near future what else can i say fantastic pal place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.